Ten money rules that will change your life. Number one, pay yourself first. This is an old rule of thumb that helps you save rather than spending all your money. Even if your budget is tight, as soon as you get paid, put some money into savings. Saving first rather than last means you're much more likely to save money instead of spending it. It's basically the same sort of concept of if you're gonna have a goal to like lose weight, well, the first thing that you do when you wake up should just to be like go for a walk or do some sort of cardio, right? Because you're gonna create excuses later on that's like, oh, you know, I could do it tomorrow or I could do it later. So just to get right off the bat, cuts off all the nonsense. Number two. Add your raise to your savings account. Once you've achieved a salary that funds a lifestyle you're content with, don't move significantly above that. When you get a raise, put it into savings rather than spending it. This can help avoid the problem of lifestyle inflation while growing your savings significantly. Three. When an appliance breaks, buy a new one if the appliance is eight plus years old, or the repair would cost more than half the replacement cost. This goes for things like fridges, TVs, dishwashers, etc. Get an estimate on the repair cost. If that cost is fifty percent or more of the replacement cost, you're usually wiser to just replace the broken appliance. And for older appliances. You might consider doing the same even if the repair costs are lower. Older appliances are more likely to have subsequent issues with other parts. Number four, use one to two percent of an unexpected windfall for a treat, but bank the rest. Whether it's a gift, an inheritance, or an unexpected bonus, use just a small percentage to treat yourself right up. Way. Put the rest in the bank and give yourself a few months to think about the wisest way to spend the un- that unexpected money. Now, another good way to think about it, right? It doesn't have to be one to two percent because people are just not really going to calculate that, right? But let's say that you get an extra one hundred dollars this week for whatever reason after work, right? So let's say that you spend like ten or twenty dollars on yourself just to have fun, enjoy it. Heck, you could even buy a lottery ticket, right? But that other money, let's say the other eighty dollars, right? You should either put it into the savings and wait and plan, or just immediately put that into an investment, right? Because the best ways to really grow. Basically, your financial freedom, your financial security, is by having more assets. So, the more stocks that you own, the more real estate that you own, the less debt that you have, the better off you'll be financially, right? So, just keep that in mind. Any extra money that you don't have to spend, you should do saving, investing, and basically just planning for the future. Number five, try the fifty thirty twenty rule for budgeting. 
If you're new to budgeting, try allocating 50% of your take-home pay towards necessities. Food, shelter, utilities, clothing, etc. 30% towards lifestyle choices, vacations, gym fees, hobbies, cell phone plans, etc. And 20% towards financial goals and priorities, extra debt payments, savings, etc. This isn't a perfect budget, but it can be a good place to begin. And this is really for people who have like no experience at all and they just want a basic, basic budget. But really, the best thing to do is to put as much money as you can to pay off any of your debt that you have and then have an emergency fund and then save for whatever you want, invest, and try to grow your financial future. Number six, track at least your problem spending areas. Some people like a very detailed budget. Others, not so much. If you don't want to track every line item, track at least those areas where you tend to overspend, whether that's dining out, buying new clothes, or spending on kids' items. This can help you control your spending without being bogged down by an over-detailed budget. Number seven, spend about 10 to 15% of your budget on food. Honestly, I prefer a little bit less, but this can still work. This includes groceries as well as dining out. If you struggle to keep your budget within this range, find places to cut back. Now I'll give you a personal example, right? I drink a lot of energy drinks. I love energy drinks. I love coffee as well. But I've noticed that the cost of, let's say, a pack, like the big pack of, like let's say, Monster Energy, right? Just as an example. That is about 15, 16 bucks, right? You got to add taxes to it. Let's just say it's like $18, right? For that certain amount, right? And it's like 10 cans or, yeah, probably just 10 cans, right? Well, there is a certain energy powder, right? Within all, basically... Any all in every grocery store, there are these non-brand name energy powders, right? Whether it be like the Publix brand name or Walmart brand name, right? Or the um, this other company, I don't know what the name of it, but it's basically very, very cheap energy drink powder, right? Where they actually have literally all the exact same ingredients as any energy drink. Not only that, they add the carbonation with it. They have taurine. They have vitamin B12. They have basically literally every ingredient that is inside an energy drink. And all you got to do is add it to a single water bottle, right? So every like eight fluid ounces, it doesn't have to be a water bottle or you could just put it inside a cup of water. But guess what? That costs like $2, $3, and it can make like 18 servings, right? So instead of spending like 18 bucks for like 10 drinks, I could spend like 3 bucks for 18 drinks, right? So it could save you a lot of money in the long run. Like just things like that. Just pick cheaper brands, right? Don't pick the mainstream brands. Pick the cheaper brands because basically... 
all you're paying for when it comes to like Red Bull, Bank Energy, or Monster Energy, or even Rain, which I think is a part of Monster Energy, all you're paying for is basically their marketing budget, right? That's why Red Bull is able to charge so much. It's because of the marketing, the massive marketing that they do, and their drinks are so small, right? Number eight, allocate two to ten percent of your budget for personal items. Allocate, right? A lot. This includes items like entertainment, getting your hair cut, and buying clothing, which would take up no more than about eight percent of your monthly budget. This is a flexible area, though, and you can always cut back if you need to save more money. Number nine, save three to six months' expenses in an emergency fund. Now, this is more so after you pay your debt, because you should have a smaller emergency fund before you pay off debt, right? Just as like a tiny little cushion, I'd probably say like two to three thousand dollars, and then you end up. Creating this after you pay off the debt. There are lots of different rules of thumb for this one, but this one makes the most sense for the most people. Remember, this is expenses, not income. And if you're in a volatile field of work or the economy is in a downturn, consider saving eight or even twelve months worth of expenses. Ten. Use the rule of seventy-two to determine how long it would take your investment to double. To use this rule, divide seventy-two by the expected growth rate of your investments, expressed as a percentage, like eight percent, six percent, four percent, ten percent. Right? If you expect to earn ten percent per year, for instance, it'll take you about seven point two years to double your money. Check out Forty and Box. dot com to master your money, personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode.